0: if you don't love yourself you can't love anybody else at all right baby you don't know what you do to me between me and you
1: i feel like chemistry hey guys welcome to
2: black eyed
0: peas in a pod
1: this podcast is for us teenagers our lives our experiences
2: and our way of expressing our views of the world Our podcast provides an open space for critical and civil exchange of ideas. Some ideas discussed in this episode may be viewed as triggering or traumatizing for some audiences. Feel free to join one of our many other podcast episodes. My name is Sierra. I'm a junior.
1: My name is Ashley. I'm a junior.
2: My name is Nadia. I'm a junior.
1: My name is Jessica and I'm a junior. My name is Kaya. I'm a junior. My name
2: is Sierra. I'm a junior. All right, y'all. Today's topic is going to be on body image. And to start it off, we want to know, do y'all think your body image was affected negatively or positively by your household environment? I would say I was both positively and negatively affected by
0: it because like certain beauty standards that my mom was taught, like um, having straight hair all the time, um, mm-hmm. you like, I had to, she had to learn that, you know, that there is difference to that.
1: Um, yeah um i think i was affected negatively in my household growing up um just from like my parents and family around me always like seeing like skinny as good
2: but um
0: i was it was a was it affected by it um i would say i was affected by it negatively just um I wouldn't really say more of my mother, like she I think mean, she said certain things, but I would say more of like my dad's side of the family. Um and just how they viewed um developing bodies and the hypersexualization that, that comes with that and being more developed and just having more curves if anything.
1: I would say that I was both positively and negatively affected. Um more negatively affected on my dad's side. Um with like both my dad and my stepmom, more so towards my hair and like what I wanted to wear. And for as far as my mom and my sisters, I was positively affected because they let me have more freedom
2: how I wanted to do with my hair and the
1: clothes I chose to wear.
2: I think that I was both negatively and positively affected because I can't really say too much about my family because they didn't know what to do with me because I didn't go to them for support. Um, I kind of just dealt with it on my own. That's how I always been. So I just learned how to deal with it on my own, but growing up definitely was affected negatively. I never seen myself as pretty, none of that. Um, Like is into school
0: and just like all that, like. One being dark skinned, I'm a dark skin girl, and having like people call you, oh, you know, just turn lights off over oh, are here, uh, or um just like little smart things people used to say in sixth grade and how like you internalize that like, oh, like there's just something wrong with being dark skin, like say. there's something wrong with it. And then like truly like getting old and realizing like not every guy likes dark skin girl and if they do they're fashionizing it and just all that stuff that plays into it, and just like how school and just being around people and then or like being bigger I spe- and my and my um outlook having being thicker and then going from like, Oh Tierra was slim thick to Oh yeah, now Tierra's stomach. What what happened? You're getting fat. So just like all that, just like the hyper turning into just like being fat shamed and stuff like that and then going home and having to go with like the family and explain like, Oh, like Tierra, like what happened? You're not getting older, um, diabetes, does it have high cholesterol? It's oh like God. all that play into effect and you have to like You're always thinking, oh, just because you're bigger, you're going to get diabetes. The legs are going to fall off. It's just all that. It's just so
2: ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's just so crazy how much people are influenced by one another's opinions. Everybody, Mm -hmm. whenever I was younger, oh, she's ugly because she's tall. Oh, why does she look like that? Why is she so tall? Why Mm -hmm. is she built like that? Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. that I'm older, oh, she's so pretty. Like, you're so pretty for a tall girl. For a tall girl, yeah, you I mean, should just say I'm pretty in general. Like, yeah. that's such a backhanded compliment. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I would say, like,
0: before, like, in my school, I was like considered tall, but that was before mm-hmm. everybody grew taller than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they, like, the boys, once they get taller than me, they get, they feel like they're
2: the man. Yeah. yeah like, they superior. feel
0: like they're superior than you and feel like, oh, now I'm taller than you. Like, they just feel, they're intimidated by taller women mm-hmm. uh, every time. So I started developing boobs when I was eight years old. So it was like everybody around me, they had no, like nobody really had a chest like I did. So people would be like, oh, hi, big boob girl. They would, that, that was real, like yeah, it would always real. be a comment towards my boobs. Be like, oh, yeah. uh, like would somebody would poke my boobs. Hey, like- look, man. <laughs> <laughs> look, here. What is she, a cow? <laughs> so this one, this one girl like she it kind of like made me feel uncomfortable and I never really talked about it like people would try to come up and it would be girls who come up and poke my boob, be like mm-hmm. oh are those real like stuff like that that would be like why would you come up and poke me like right. this is a part of me and i always kind of i still kind of feel insecure about my boobs but i learned to mm-hmm. love them yeah. because like How people would feel? People will always like try to talk about them because they're bigger and it uh, was developed faster than them. When you order off of Sheen, you came in like I wear a large regularly. I have you to like get an extra, extra large? large? No. No. <laughs> a That's extra a large
2: is so like I'm like I'm not
0: this big, but it's uh, just i not sure large.
1: large. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> so, like, my dress, I'm like, One X! <laughs> i love one x city yeah. three x like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, sometimes no, i really have to go i'm
0: gonna look plus size for my. No. oh yeah i'm gonna plus no, size but I'm plus sure. size is a whole different topic exactly. like because what i just exactly. suck sometimes i feel like yes. i feel
1: and i've always like i've always been bigger than ever like not i wouldn't say like okay so like the way my family would describe me like i've always been bigger than everybody like simply you know yeah know so like mean. i feel like coming to school it's not like i'm the biggest person but i still feel like i'm up there because of the way my family like told me like, you're big, you need to lose weight. Yeah. So, and then, the exactly. And then ordering stuff online, that's even worse. Cause that just oh, makes oh, me feel okay. like, I know like it's I'm, a huge. I bi- am I know like I'm bigger than most people, but like, mm-hmm. and then the
2: reviews. No, oh, okay. no, <laughs> no. Let's not even get into that. Let's not talk about how insecure I'd be with sizes. No, bro. Whenever I'd be mentioning my jean size, they'd be like, no, oh, hey, I'm just built bigger because I'm taller. That's how I feel, but with shoe sizes.
1: Oh, we mm-hmm. yes.
2: all y'all know Ashley got them clompers. Please. please, man, I got them clompers. What are you talking about? We know oh, we
1: no. got them bigfoot sizes, please. you know. So I have a bigger size for a woman. I wear a size 12. who's mm-hmm. like literally all my life. Like my cousins would like, play, make jokes and everything. Mm-hmm. They'd call, like call you, they'd call me bigfoot and stuff. And it's made me so insecure about like how like big my feet were mm-hmm. because. Every year when I go school shopping, like my my feet would like shoot up another shoe size, you know? yeah. and like to the point like I I couldn't like wear like you know my mom's heels anymore. You know what I mean? you don't know I mean? like walk on your mom's shoes you know yeah. I and mean? Like I I started to stop doing that I'm, like age eight. <laughs> like, I know they're serious. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't I couldn't I can't go in my mom and be like all right, can I wear your shoes like mm-hmm. no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to go out of my mind.
2: How do we think our parents allowing us to develop? Affected us. Growing up, like, whenever I was in elementary and middle school, um, my parents were very strict on how I dress. Like, um, I wore uniforms most of the time, so it didn't really matter what I wore. But, like, outside of school, I wore stuff that covered from the knees up. And I wore sleeves all the time. But now that I'm a teenager, they're way more lenient. Like, I can express myself. And I wear dang whatever I want. As long as I'm comfortable. And I think that really affected the way I view myself because literally you could see the difference in myself as I grew. Um, whenever I was younger, I was just so down bad. <laughs> I have no self confidence at all because I feel like my way of making myself feel pretty. Well, oh, that's a bad thing to say, actually. No,
1: no, no. Yeah, that's good.
2: I think. Uh, making myself feel pretty is by getting pretty. So as a teenager, I like dressing up. I like doing my hair. I like putting an image of myself of how I view myself as pretty. And whenever I was younger, I didn't have that option, you know? So that also affected the way people viewed me and why they said these things. And now that I can dress, do my hair how I please, people think completely different. And you can just notice it. Like I grew up with perms. And not knowing how to do my hair, and people used to comment on that all the time. Um, Now that I'm older, I have curly hair, and it's more healthy, and now everybody compliments it. But it's like, you know, instead of tearing me down, why couldn't you just help me? You know, like this is a whole process alone of being a natural girl in this world because you're constantly torn down over how your hair is supposed to look, but nobody ever wants to help you. Like I had to go through my entire natural hair journey alone. Because nobody decided to help me, but instead tore me down on how it's supposed to look. Mm
1: -hmm. I feel that way with, like, body uh, image, too. Mm -hmm. Like, people, like, they'll see you when you're, like, younger and stuff like that and be like, oh, but you should be doing this type of stuff to make it so you can get a little skinnier, so you can get off a little bit of weight, and then when you're growing up and it's like you take their advice exactly you take their advice and now you're oh look at you you're doing something or you take their advice and they still tear you down exactly it's like you can't win. exactly and then you're and then you're left with all that mental fuss in your head about oh should i should i still be listening to them or should i control what i want to do and what i you know how i dress how i do my own
0: hair i feel like the idea of well, for years has been like an ideal body for a woman is to be skinny mm-hmm. and now like I feel like now people are open to like people having stomachs because I'm I'm kind of glad because people really didn't accept that they used to think that was ugly right. having stretch marks was ugly like mm-hmm. it's normal that's normal for a woman's body and whenever it comes to the hair thing like my mom used to like they really didn't Except the natural hair thing because they said that um, my hair is going to break off and all types of other mess. They said, like, um,
2: they used, used to say, say my
0: hair was too thick, girl. To they, used, take care of. they used to Ooh. say, um, Nadia, you're not a white girl, like, they say that all the time, you're not a white girl, do not put so much water in your hair, you're going to damage your hair. This that, and the other when my hair is healthy. I really had to sit there and figure out what's good for my hair. Mm-hmm. I ended up cutting my own hair, and people like. I had long hair my whole life, so when I cut it, people were like, oh, Nadia, you just had um, long hair yesterday. What happened? Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like hair in our society is different because it used to be, oh, straight hair is nice. Long hair is acceptable, but when it comes to curly hair, it's just cut. When When it comes comes to 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 short hair. hair, (laughs) Black hair, yeah, black hair in general, it's not accepted. Our natural hair Mm -hmm. state is not accepted. It's seen
1: as untamed. Even mm-hmm. from, our own culture,
0: from our own culture, they don't even accept it. They say, oh, you got to do something with your hair. Right. Oh, you have to tame it. Oh, you have to do this, that, and the other. And then you end up damaging your natural mm-hmm. hair. And you will see straight pieces, wavy pieces. Like, it would be crazy. So it's, like, stuff like that.
1: So growing up, I used to struggle so much with hair because I, I was raised more by my stepmom she used to tell me stuff like you can't wear your hair natural because it looked like nobody loves you. And she'd be like, oh yeah. I would tell her that I don't want to, I don't want to perm. She'd be like, well, I can't control your hair. So you have to get a perm. And so my when my hair started falling out, I would tell her to look my hair's falling out. And she'd be like, well, your mom won't braid it. I can't braid it. Cause you know I have arthritis in my hand and I can't tame it. So we're gonna have to keep perming it. So I had heat damage, I had chemical damage. My hair would be stringy and straight, and people would be like, you know, your hair is so dry, and your hair is like, you know, so like stringy, and your hair is like, you know, so unhealthy. You should really like, you know, do something about like that. I'm like well, what I can do. There's times where I wasn't even able to like do my own hair in mornings. <clears throat> like I wasn't able to touch it. I wasn't able to like. I wasn't able to style it on my own. Like she would be doing my own hair, and I'd be like in eighth, seventh, ninth grade, not able to do my own hair. They were that controlling, and that really like affected how like I looked at myself mm-hmm. because I like hated the way I look, and I hated the way like I like I, my curls were so damaged. Like I absolutely hated my hair. Like I hated anything had to do with my image. When I, was, when I see myself in the mirror, all I would see was like how much I hated my hair and I'm just like, wow, I really wish I could sell off. And that's why like I'm so like, such an advocate for like, black hair, especially because everyone's like, oh, well, you have such a good hair. Well, what's good hair? All hair is good hair. Mm-hmm. Like there is no good hair. All of it's good. Like there's no, <clears throat> there's no, there's no standard. Like there should be, well your hair is good because there's like this special type of curl that makes it look all nice and flat and it lays straight. No. Like just because hers is kinkier doesn't make it any less good than this one. All mm-hmm. of it is good. If it's healthy, it's good. Mm-hmm. If it's if she likes it, it's good. If she wanna put bleach if she wanna put bleach in it, if she wants to dye it and make it blue, green, red and it damages those curls and she likes it and it's hers, it's still good. Like all hair is good.
2: It's like um Yeah, I struggle with hair, too, but I I struggle with a whole (laughs) identity crisis that nobody knew about. I grew up just not knowing who I was or what I was, a product of, because, you know, I lost my dad. So all I seen was two white parents. So where's this black part coming from, you know? Mm -hmm. And nobody ever took time to explain this to me. So, and I grew up with perms, so my hair was always straight. And I was like, well, if I'm white, but... They're telling me we have the same parents. Why do I have two white parents, but they have a parent that's not there, and they're darker than me? So that alone was a whole thing. And then they made me—they made me feel like having straight hair was the only thing. Like having straight, long hair was the only thing that was pretty. That made me pretty. Anytime I wet my hair or anytime I got in the pool, they'd look at me like, "Whoa, oh, child." Girl, what you mean? Like, I'm in the pool. I'm a child. I'm having fun. Why are you? Why do you feel the need to comment on what I look like to begin with? And then, like, because I was lighter, um, people would comment on my skin all the time. I'd be like, yeah, I'm biracial. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm black. And they're like, no, you're not. How are you black? And you look like that. You're a white person. I said, okay. like, Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm pretty sure i know my background way better than you do and i just feel like it's crazy because you're degrading me as a person i feel like when i was younger too like
1: i i see like where y'all come from where y'all like have bad experiences with perms and stuff like that but like Mm -hmm. for me i feel like for me it was definitely not like that ever like my mom she never gave me the option to not have a perm but i feel like i didn't like really like need to not have a perm Mm -hmm. if you make if that makes sense like she would just give it to me because she, she, it was easier for her to do my hair. She was still Mm -hmm. styling my hair and stuff like that. But like, it was easier for her to do. And I wasn't the one touching my hair. So I was like, whatever's easier for her. Mm -hmm. And I never like felt the need to like argue with her, but like getting to like eighth and ninth grade, I felt like I need to have my own, like I need to start doing stuff on my own. I need to start dressing my own. I need like when we were in seventh, eighth grade, I was still wearing uniform. Mm -hmm. I didn't really need Mm -hmm. to get clothes and stuff like that. So like, Going to ninth grade, I was like, I need. I'm gonna be starting to pick out my own clothes. I need to start being able to have control over my hair too. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what made me like wean off to like permanent and stuff. And I got my first big chop in like ninth grade. But yeah, I I never had that experience. Mm -hmm. Y'all didn't. I feel so bad, honestly, because that definitely that like that gives you like having to do your own hair and stuff like that. That Mm -hmm. makes you who you are. Like you style your own hair and stuff like that. And not having that option, that just makes me so sad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: honestly, I grew up like my mom always, like I always, I have, you know, the hair bins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I always remember that and sitting down on a little pillow mm-hmm. and just going through Pinterest looking at, oh, you like that hairstyle? Mm-hmm. You want that hairstyle? What about this one? Like I always remember that. I do remember um, about to have to get a perm, though. I went into, i the hair salon, and my mom was telling them, like, yeah, perm it up, like, well, I mean, she wasn't saying it like that. <laughs> she was just saying, like, you know, she would need a perm, like, and the lady was like, oh no, like, I can't do that to that baby. Like, she's, no. Mm-hmm. And she actually, like, I guess you could say she stood up for me. Not that it was, like, sound bad, but, and um, after that, you know, she started good, you know, and then I never ever got a perm after that, and mm-hmm. my mom still, you know, doing my hair real nice, and always asked me what I wanted, and Let's get these type of beads. You want these mm-hmm. type of beads? You want, mm-hmm. Like, it was never no, nothing. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, oh my God. It. Um, like, I didn't have the experiences like everyone else. And I, I like, I totally, um empathize with it because, like, all my life, I'm on put, always ask for my input. Like, what do you want to do with your hair? What do you want, don't do want to do with your hair? Um, I got a parent when I was like, I want to say, like, eight. It burned really bad, and my mom was like, well, never again. And I was like, I don't want to get this. Don't make me get this. It's so pointless. It says It's a horrible process for what? And she's like, cool, don't get it. And then we just kept doing beads, and then got a bead stuck in my hair, and <laughs> for, for <laughs> then we stopped doing beads. So she always just, like, let me have my input. I mean, I make fun of her now because I looked the hot mess back in the day, but she just always said, what do you want to do? What, what color do you want? What beads do you want? So I really like emphasize because it's like not having that, like just said, not having that like independency or decisioning or what, how you walk out the house. It's like, because it's like, if my mom's. I walk out the house, I going walk out the house. Mm-hmm. And my name's here and not hers. So it's just like I want to look the way I want to look and, and represent me and how I feel and, you know, basically have my own identity. So I just really give props to my mom allowing me to be like, hey, you don't want to perm? Cool. I don't want to do it. Cool. We in this together. So I would really just it, it really feels bad, and it sucks that so many people, like besides the group, have to have to have those big chops and have to go through that realization with, like, oh yeah, natural, natural,
1: natural. I do want to say <clears throat> that just because perms were like a bad experience for me, like, they're not like a bad thing in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like some people, like I know, like the blocky community, like seems to be like a really against perms. People are, like, oh no, those are bad for your curls. Like, don't do that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, like just because it's bad for you doesn't mean. For everybody Yeah, you know, but um, Some I just think it just can't seem, take care of the hair. Yeah, they really just don't. Arthritis and all that. Like it seems to have just oh, been like a mistake for my stepmom. Like her like, like, oh well, if she gets a perm, I will have to do it. You it's know what I mean? Like, like to this day, like I don't know how to braid my own hair. Mm-hmm. Like I like have never learned how to braid, and that's just like, as as a black girl, I just feel like totally like, I just never got my the passage. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how to braid my own hair. Like that's just like seems like such a lockdown but um, and I just want to let let me know that perms are not a bad thing. They're just a bad thing for me. Mm-hmm. I
0: feel like she tried to like do it as a good thing. Like I'm trying to help you out as much as I can because like my bites or whatever. But
2: I feel like she approached it wrong, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's all just about and then I, learning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I remember past man. like.
0: As us growing up, I remember her always talking about, you know, the perm your hair. I remember all that. Like, and I sit on the porch, you know, playing each other's hair and all this and all that. And I remember her telling me like how she didn't want the perm so bad, so bad, so bad. And she just kept getting a perm, kept having to get the perm. So I just felt like after your child tells you they don't want this or can't have this, I mean, you're the you know you need to make the decisions the best you can, but that wasn't a good decision. I feel like your hair is basically your hair. Like, anything you do with your hair affects you. It's not going to affect the next person or anything. So I mm-hmm. feel like you should really have a choice in how you style your own hair and try to figure out, like, how mm-hmm. your hair is managed. Because it took me a while to figure out what is good for my hair, what I can do to my hair, you
1: know? mm-hmm. Yeah. My hair I feel um, like I'm still, like, learning, like, the process and, like, how to, like, let out my lateral hair and, like, not worry about what other people think of me or what other people think of how I view my body and stuff like that but it's it's still getting like I think I'm getting better at it Mm -hmm. and I just need to keep working on it but it takes time also Mm -hmm. like I can't change overnight and neither can the next person. When you put that hair out honestly I was like I was proud I know, of you. I was proud of you. So I really, Eddie. <laughs> when you came
0: in this high school with them twists and your, no, literally makeup, that was the first. I loved your hair. That was Me the too. first
1: time I've ever like worn it. like, I wore it like eighth grade and like, elementary and stuff like that. But that's only because I knew the knew known those people for yeah, so right. long. So like coming to the high school, I don't think any like all my ninth grade year, I don't think I've ever let my hair out. Nope, I don't think so. And this, year, I'm really proud of you putting oh, yeah, your hair me. out. I, I know. I just so good. I'm so obsessed I like I believe you or not. I've, I've always seen my hair as, like, something, like, that I need to control, like, that needs to be put away and stuff like that. Not because of, like, anybody, like, putting that on me, but I just, like, seen it in the media and stuff like that. Like, everybody got box braids. Everybody got twists. That's what I need to get. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, coming to school, I feel like that's, like, how my hair should be. I shouldn't have my hair out. Yeah. I should always have it up. I should always have it in right. and braids, and I like, And yeah. that just affected the way I thought of my hair. But now I'm starting to let that go and stuff like that. And wearing my hair out whenever I want. And just taking back that freedom. I feel like <laughs> also, school. like
0: I feel like our school can, most of the time, they'll sit there and try to talk stuff about somebody's yeah. hair. Maybe they can't afford a hairstyle that is expensive. Or maybe, like, you know, that's what they like to do with their hair. Like, if you... Come into your school like with your hair that is considered a mess, people like are very judgmental about it. Mm -hmm. That can also make you feel upset about your own.
2: And they pick at it too. Mm -hmm. It's like certain things, certain people. If you're with the right crowd, oh, she look good. But if Mm -hmm. you're with a different crowd, Mm -hmm. oh, she looks bad. They all go off each other's opinions like nobody's their selves no more. I feel like I overcame my, well, I didn't overcome it all the way to be honest. I'm still struggling but i've definitely gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. i think i've gotten a lot better by just simply taking time to really sit there in front of a mirror taking time mentally and physically to do things that make me feel good because before i used to say the meanest things about my body everything like you know stuff kids said from years ago i still think about and people don't think this stuff because i don't show it but you know Words do get to me sometimes, even though I got some thick skin. Mm-hmm. Stuff still do get to me, but I think overall, you just gotta think of yourself as the most beautiful person in and out, you have to appreciate yourself because that's all you have for real.
1: Yeah, people don't think about like what they say to others and how that can affect them later on in life. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like being bullied in like elementary and stuff like that. Like that can really like carry on to like your mm-hmm. adult life, high school life, any type, of anything. I still think about some stuff like I was told in middle school and stuff like
2: that, too. And it still carries on for years. -hmm. Like, literally, just this year, I started wearing my hair out. And I have a whole bunch of hair, and I think it's so beautiful. But Mm -hmm. last year, the years before that, I used to think, oh, that looks horrible. So I I would never take it out. I've been tall all my life, so, I mean, I can't really do nothing about it. But I used to think so bad about myself. But just... If you walk with confidence and you act like you're confident, people going to see that. And them compliments going to start pouring in, I'm telling you. You know, you just got to love yourself, and eventually the love going to come to you. But don't crave no love from nobody else. Yeah, I would say,
0: like, really, with, I mean, with my hair, my mom's always, like, because she was um, relaxed for a very long time. And then she, before I got older, she became natural. So that's really all I've known. So it wasn't really a hard like adjustment problem. I mean, probably for me a little bit. But it wasn't like a huge adjustment to just from like not because I've always had braids. So it was just was always accustomed, just different hairstyles, different things I like now and stuff. It's just more of like I would say overcoming my body issues and just like more like I was just saying like my family, the people I trust the most and the people that see what a lot of people in school don't see. So just like still like replaying those those conversations and those those ideas like, of just how, like, those, like, talks, like, I was on TikTok, and the girl was like, I never had the sex talk, I had the talk, you're getting big, and it's the truth, like, I've always, I still get that talk, like, oh, Tara, you're getting bigger, you're about to go to high college, you need to, you know, start regimen plan and yes, I used to work out, and I love working out, it's a great stress reliever, I really need to get back into it, but I don't feel like it's, a de- that's the determining factor of why mm-hmm. I'm the way I am, or why I don't look like my brother, or why I don't look like my... Five, six, sister, like so. It's just like it's a very big, horrible mindset to place on a child, especially a young girl, to like go from having an older sister and older brother who are all skinny, including you who have a little brother who's skinny, and they are like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. you're but like a telepathy <laughs> figure it out. Um, So it's just like having those ideas, and then like coming to school, it's like, oh my goodness, I love the way your body looks. I want your body. And you go home, and it's like you're big. You need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So just like really, just figuring out like who I am as a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Most definitely, I feel like, like if you don't like it, I'll, my mindset of always say if I don't like, it, I could always work out, which that's what I started doing, working out, and mm-hmm. like I said, I've loved it. But you also have to with working out or getting plastic surgery or anything, you also have to realize like this is the only physical part about it. The only you have to really worry about the mental. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's like when you look at the mirror, you don't want to be like, mm, I don't like the way I look. You want to be like, Oh, I love the way I look. With all no eyebrows, no eyelashes, edges, hair done, you want to be like, Babe, I look good. You don't want to just be like, mm, I need my eyelashes on, I need my eyebrows oh, yeah. on. So, just like going from that, even if you get black surgery or you get a BBL or whatever the case may be, you just want to look in the mirror and be like, you know, girl, I look good. Girl, oh, yeah. I love myself. And at the, the end of the day, you got to realize this is your body. You're going to be with your body for the rest of your life. This is what you're going to look like. So, like, what I try to do is, like, with the filters and stuff on Snapchat, I try to hit, like, try to take them off to try to motivate myself mm-hmm. to sit there and say, This is what I look like. I have to accept what I look like. And what I look like is beautiful. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm going to, like, you know, tear myself down continuously.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I did was that really, really helped was I stopped getting lash extensions. I stopped wearing weed for a good minute. I stopped just being somebody I wasn't for. Like, I used to act like a whole different person. And now, I'm me, like I genuinely feel like I found myself and I feel so confident in myself. Like, of course, I got my little ill ex or whatever. But, you know, besides that, I feel great with myself. Like, Seriously. it really helped. And I feel like if y'all take this advice from us, it'll help y'all too. I mean, of course, we don't know y'all personally, but we're just trying to state and help y'all too, because we feel like everybody deserves a some sort of support team. And that's what we're here for.
1: Yeah, losing weight could be like a push. Yeah, and it could help you. But after losing weight, you're just left with your mind, sure. yeah. and you're still thinking about how you used to look. You're always gonna want to like, be skinnier. That you're always gonna yes. want to be like prettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You losing weight, you like putting filters on, mm-hmm. lashes, all of that stuff. It's not gonna hide from what you really are. On the inside. And that's how people develop like food disorders and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I can, yeah, for sure, because. Being told I need to be going to the gym and I need to lose weight and yeah. all that stuff. That's and it's, just ridiculous. It's never it's like I feel like it's never gonna change unless I start the change first. Like telling like other people like putting that on me, that yeah. that's not gonna push me at all. I need to push myself.
2: But like there's certain stuff y'all just I feel like should just be kept out of children's minds, like uh-huh. their weight, like their height. They shouldn't have
1: to worry about you know, right, how to, they, they do should, should tell their parents. parents exactly. i
0: nine years old,
2: I should not be worried about being you know, right. So
0: exactly. they should set that boundary to make them feel like that. Mm-hmm.
2: And I feel like, as a pediatric doctor, you specialize in children, you mm-hmm. should know what a child is going to be affected by, and you should know just by simply thinking how words affect children. Mm-hmm. Right. They're taught words. They're going to learn these le- words, and they're going to understand these words. And eventually, it's going to become in their vocabulary. Yeah. Right. They're going to take these words, use them as their vocabulary, and it's going to affect others as well. This is how the whole stigma with weight begins, because right. it starts yeah. from the root. It's just the
0: approach, I would say, most definitely just how the approach happens. Like, um, like From my experience, like um, everyone in my family either like smokes or drinks and then it's like big and if you're bigger it's like this huge ordeal so i've always had to talk of like well you know if you when you get big you're going to die and it's just like okay well i'm eight babe you know i just had a swing. calm down <laughs> no, <laughs> literally. calm down
1: literally. you know like Why?
0: but it's just it's more of it's just like me getting older me getting like growing up mm-hmm. basically and just the approach that you put on children like oh my goodness like you need to figure it out. Like, you're getting a little bigger. Right, right. <laughs> Baby, I'm up.
2: eight years old. I do not put together my own meals. Literally. Seriously. Literally. Like, the validation like, you on, all do do that. It's just so ridiculous. Because
0: right? when you're so aggressive and you're so forceful about, like, you're going to die or you're big or this and that, it's like you internalize and you're like, dang, like, am I really about to die? Like, right. is this world really yeah. going to kill me at the end of the day? So it's just, it's a huge approach to children. Like I'm not saying, like it's a topic that needs to be had because uh, obesity is a really big thing in the black community. Mm. But that's a whole different topic, mm-hmm. racially motivated, we're not gonna get on that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's a it's a really big approach. And as a parent, you should you should step in and be like, hey, we're gonna stop eating this. Hey, I'm not gonna take you McDonald's every time you get a good grade. Like mm-hmm. there's an approach and there's a way to help your child out at the end of the day. To be honest. If a kid sees a food, I'm sorry, they're gonna eat it. Seriously, this right there. Seriously, it's candy, be, ice cream, right. cookies, it's gonna be
2: there. It's yeah, gonna, get, it's, gonna get, be, it's gonna get devoured. Right. Cause I know as me growing up, my mom, she had to provide for five kids by herself, so she didn't have time to have the best meals out. So I grew up eating chicken nuggets, pizza, all the quick stuff that you could throw in the microwave or oven. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I get why kids end up being that way. But at the same time, doc, I feel like. I feel like as a pediatric doctor, you should think about these aspects as well, because not everybody grew up living such a dream of a life. Like I grew up not having the best food. I grew up not having the best house. I grew up not having the best clothes, all that. And to be told like, oh, you must you had to stop eating such and such. Well, Who's going to pay for this? Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to provide for me? I'm only 10 years old. I can't mm-hmm. make my own food. I, I'm literally plan, not allowed not. to use the oven. Right? <laughs> I'm sitting there <laughs> with a pot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do I do next, mommy? Y'all know how y'all be like, uh, if you, if you drive past the McDonald's, your mom be like, "You got McDonald's money?" <laughs> no, yeah. no I feel like I was like that, but my mom would be like, "You're just getting too big. You're not. you're getting you're too big. Not. You, don't it. you don't." And I, I feel it. like I feel like obviously like that's a good way to like not get your children fast food to them, right. like stop them. But the approach was horrible, oh, exactly. and I feel like that scarred me, like. Eating fast food. Now, every time I think of uh, eating fast food, I always feel so guilty because I feel like I shouldn't be eating this. Yeah. Right. 100%. Like, that's
0: crazy. Like, I never had to experience none of that. Really? Like, no, bro, God, God bless you. you.
1: I no, had, That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Ate, that's a
0: blessing. Ate, you know, it was never a. No, you're not going no, seconds. Mm, it was never a, see, It was always me. Me. I mean, It okay. was questioning when you got seconds. Like, are you really going to know how to. Right. Yes, yes, did, and Vicky. Know enough, I'm getting another hot dog. But, like, okay, on my dad's side of the family, I remember it wasn't like a. I remember us, my baby used to pick us up. Well, we live in our guests. She used to get us um, something to eat, and we should go to my uncle's house, her brother. And we would sit at his table, and we would be eating. And I just remember, you know, I'm full. Like, she used to, like, we used to get fed, like, a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. it was not no regular four piece meal. Like, we used to get fed a lot of food. And I would be like, I'm full. She was like, Arthur? <laughs> arthur no this is no i Better like a hundred percent sit there until until yeah, it's all gone right. like this is. no mm-hmm. yeah bro. like my grandma I'm she was like my business. grandma was like the cake lady. like she used to always like make cakes oh would you like i used to be that kid that was sitting on the counter like licking the little no this dishes. is bro, that yes. like i was that type of kid and it's like crazy because i never like it was never no type of nope you can't
2: have two pieces mm. it was a what cake you want? Right. I'll Dude. make all y'all different types of cakes. Right. So, Just yeah. by what they say, you could tell mm. the difference on how people turned out. Like yeah. she turned out so good. Right. But I personally, I turned out like dealing was so much. Yeah. And it's crazy how little little microaggressions can really affect a child Dude. and how they come up. Especially if right. you're confused
0: because like especially for me, like mm-hmm. born from like like I said earlier, had my grandma give me um, drumsticks at five months, and then having my dad <laughs> talking about oh you know, you're a little big, just like that idea of like just so many people have so many ideas put on you. It's like you're going through this, like when I'm a voice cracking, um, going through this uh like identity thing where you have to like figure out what's wrong. Like, is it okay if it's not okay? So it's just like those big things. Like I feel like as a parent, I'm not saying like parenting is like the perfect job. It's not. But it's just like, I feel like there's like, you have to really step back before you approach something and figure out, like, okay, this mm-hmm. is the move I'm taking. And if this is, hopefully, this is the best move because if not, you really gonna butcher a
2: child. Mm-hmm. This is. I like how we can compare us growing up versus a healthy talk to you or a healthy household. Thank you guys for listening to Black Eyed, Black Eyed Peas in a Pod.
1: And we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.